welcome back to Batting Around. It's Batting Around. It's a baseball podcast. I am your co-host, Jane Austen. With me, as always, is Lauren Walker. I'm Lauren. That's Lauren and Steven. Yo. Hey, Steven. Fun one this week. Uh, it's... <laughs> it's just no... It's just, it's just always no better that whenever I make a prediction about pretty much anything, the opposite's going to happen. Yep. Um, you know, twins being good. Well, okay, not too far off on the Yankees, though. When you said that the Yankees just aren't going to make it this year, I think that might have been in a lost episode where we talked a lot about. Oh yeah, take our word for it. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. We All totally of my correct predictions that. were on lost episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's 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 fair. But uh, we also said a couple weeks ago, just like, yeah, I don't think the Cardinals are going to do it. Lo and behold, the Cardinals are going to do it. <laughs> the Cardinals are doing it. Uh, there's. There's like ten, a little over 10 games left in the season. Uh, they have six against the, the Brewers and six against the fourth place 67-win Cubs. <laughs> it's, it's a brutally right. unfair uh, life that we live. Yeah. Yeah. And the Brewers who have clinched. So yeah, I, they might not be trying too hard. They don't care. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they do yeah. care. But, yeah. <laughs> but, the, well, yeah. but the Cardinals are 9-1 and one in their last 10. God is real. And he hates yeah. us. <laughs> God, God is real. Yeah, and uh, and that, you know, contrasting with the absolute slide of the San Diego Padres. Oh, man. It has been. What a bummer for them. Brutal to watch. Really sad. You hate to see it. <laughs> this, like, young, fun team that has, like, really, you know, gone all in and to try to, you know, compete and, you know, build build up a great core and everything. And it's just, it's all coming undone at the end of the season. They've done more of the right things to compete than like almost any of the of the current playoff position teams. Mm -hmm. Like they they didn't um, fuck with Tatis's service time. They went out and signed a bunch of players. Mm -hmm. They made good deal. Like they traded talent for quality pitching. They should be rewarded for this, and instead that they they are being punished by a vengeful god. Mm-hmm. Instead, yeah. Instead, God has uh, let them be half a game ahead of the Phillies, which you, which is not a n- reputable place to be. <laughs> Tends not to be, and that's especially brutal because uh, they have it harder than the Phillies do. If the Phillies want to make it in, because the Phillies like it'd be easier for them to get the division. Oh yeah, the Phillies have absolutely no chance at the wild card, but they still do have a very real <laughs> chance at the division because of how bad the division is. Yeah, the NL East uh, is just rules. like it's it's it, it, it was it's like the AL Central was uh, a couple years ago, where it's just like no one wants to win. Uh, I, let me find the, the link here from earlier. I got to go past my Jason Kendall facts to find this. <laughs> Braves in the last 10 games are five and five. Phillies five and five. Mets three and seven. Uh, Reds are four and six. Padres are two and eight. No one wants to win in the NL. Except? Except the cards. Yep. Cardinals are doing it. Cardinals are uh, playing great. And Lauren, I understand that you've done a bit of a dive into the Cardinals and what's going on with them. I did. I wanted to know why they're good now. Yeah, what what is this? I know that everyone talks about Cardinals Devil Magic, all that sort of stuff. Is there any explanation here outside of uh, Devil's Magic? I I think there is, uh, and it's unfortunately exactly what they always do or always seem to do. Uh, they're a good club that is having an incredibly hot end of the season, uh, going into the playoffs. Just looking at some numbers here, and and you know, well, always said about the Padres uh, doing all the right things. It should be said also the Cardinals have signed big free agents, have traded for big free agents, uh, or, or for superstar players did trade at the deadline for pitching help in the form of uh john lester and jay happ 
Oh yeah, that's one thing I, I, I I'm gonna ask you in this sense is uh, how's how's Minnesota Twins legend Jay Happ doing? <laughs> Jay Happ is <laughs> over there. Jay Happ is doing okay. He's got a lot of like four point one innings, two run kind of starts right now. It's really John Lester mm. who uh, has proved, reverted back to seemingly his 2016 self. That's insane. <laughs> For Washington, uh, when she signed with the start of the season, the Nationals free agent, uh, 16 starts. Uh, an ERA of 5.02. Uh, his first six or so starts with the Cardinals were not great, but in September, four starts, 2.59 ERA. Adam Wainwright similarly is having a monster of a year. He's got put up about four F4 uh, thus far, uh, which is probably undervaluing. Or not, put up four F4. First half ERA of 3.58. Good. Uh, not spectacular, but good. Second half ERA, 2.08. And if you look at the underlying stats, uh, his XFIP has actually gone up in that time. So that's evil. Yeah. <laughs> and their, their bullpen is solid. There's a couple guys. Um, the simple fact of the matter is they don't, the pitching core doesn't give up home runs. And that's kind of all you can say about them. They're 27th in the league in velocity, uh, average velocity. They're 22nd in accumulated war. They're dead last in uh, strikeouts per nine at under seven strikeouts per nine as a collective pitching staff. The walks per nine are 25th. Uh, they give up a, Really pretty lot of good amount of walks. Third worst, worst in XFIP, 19th overall in ERA. But they are, I'm sorry, those are the starter numbers. In home runs per nine, they're virtually tied with the Giants, who have the Pacific Marine layer going for them. They give up less than one home run per nine. And that's really the only like nice thing you can say about them collectively as a pitching staff, is they are doing really good at, at limiting the long ball, which turns out makes a big difference uh, in 2021 baseball. On the talent, uh, on the hitting side, Paul Goldschmidt uh, has really turned on the gas, as has uh, uh, Nolan Arenado, kind of the two big superstar players that they've accumulated in the last couple of years. Uh, my my pet theory is they made a conscious decision uh, to just sign the guys who totally killed the Dodgers for most of the tens, <laughs> and it's working. Arenado has had a decent, has, has a pretty good season. Uh, he's got he's had for the year about like a one fifteen ish WRC plus. Uh, June, July, sat right around those numbers. August, he struggled, an 88 WRC plus for the month. September, up to 140. Uh, huge, huge jump. Jesus. Paul Goldschmidt splits first half, 111 WRC plus. Second half, 160. Jesus it's like Christ. vintage Goldschmidt hitting. It's also stealing bases again. He's stolen oh, 12 fun. bases so Good. far. Yeah, uh, he, he probably won't. Uh, we'll probably never see another 30 steal uh, Paul Goldschmidt season, but that's uh, a particular. Uh, wound that only affects a handful of us. <laughs> uh, and that's not to say there aren't other really good contributors on the team. Tyler O'Neill has had a really good season. Let me just pull up the numbers here for that one second here. Tyler O'Neill's put up four and a half wins this year. He's got a WR 140 WRC plus on the season. He's like the only member of the team that isn't contributing very much uh, defensively, but he's supposedly, according to people who've watched a good deal of him, is getting better. Oh, I'm sorry, no, I'm thinking of Dylan Carson, who's the one who's the, the net drain in right field uh, by outs above average. Tyler Neal's playing great. Uh, Tommy Edmond is like the best defensive second baseman in the league right now. They're kind of splitting time between guys at shortstop, but they're overall productive there. Both hitting and defensively, they're uh, really punching above their weight, especially. I should stop saying that because they're actually genuinely pretty good on, on defense. And some of these guys are superstars like Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. But then defensively, they are really great. Depending on what metrics you look at, eye test, kind of regardless of whether you use stuff like DRS or UZR or outs above average, Tommy Edmond, first in MLB, Goldschmidt and Arnauto, both fourth 
uh, and it'll be by outs above average at first and third. Tyler O'Neill, as I said, is fourth in baseball at three outs above average. Harrison Bader is second with 14 outs above average. He's a great center fielder. In the eye test, I, I tried to talk to some Cardinals fans about this today, and they all kind of seem to agree that like defensively, this is a really strong team. Uh, and that's got to play a role in the pitching as well, because it's not like they actually are inducing significantly more ground balls than everybody else. They're, they're not. They're about league average in ground balls. Some of this has to be the result of uh, the really genuinely very good fielding. I just noticed, looking around at the standings, that they have a, a run differential of plus six. Like was I wonder if it was like really terrible at the beginning of the season or something? Because like I mean the right Suppose, the right yeah. next to the Dodgers who are plus two forty nine. I mean I know it's like the Dodgers and the Giants are um, kind of a ridiculous case here for you know they're, they're yeah uh, or like it's kind of ridiculous that the Dodgers are in like a wild card spot most years. But that is yeah, with like ninety six wins. Yeah. yeah, that is an absurd thing to see next to each other plus two forty nine and plus six. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, and and I, the Cardinals fans I talked to today did all seem to agree that, yeah, they've, they've improved defensively as the season's gone on. Uh, and, and also the hitting has improved as the season's gone on. So it's, it's not a, a total surprise for the people who kind of watch this team day in and day out, it seems. Although, of course, there's also still some people bitching like, well, this isn't their year and they're not a you know complete club. But no one's ever a complete <laughs> club except, unless you're the Dodgers. So Are we looking at an unstoppable for, force versus uh, immovable object uh, situation here with Cardinals devil magic and... Um, Giants team of destiny shit right now. Yeah, it could be if those two <laughs> were in the wild card. If the Dodgers pulled it out, oh, that'd be a, that would be a fascinating wild card game. That would be an an extremely good wild card for me because it would mean one of them is going off. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you rather see play like a full series though, Stephen? Uh, St. Louis. Okay. I was thinking about this a lot because I was looking at all the playoffs teams and I'm like, oh shit, like all of the teams I hate the most are gonna make yeah. it except maybe the Yankees. And I'm, I'm, I was sitting there like, okay, St. Louis and San Francisco. And I think what I came up with is St. Louis is banal evil. Them winning is just, like, their brand. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the Giants are kind of, like, weird. They still – they won, you know, three in five years, but they still kind of cling to that little, hey, we're – you know, they don't have – they don't have the fucking – Winning isn't a part of their entire identity, which is what it is for the Cardinals. So, like, the Cardinals winning is really fucking annoying. Everybody always hates them for winning, and they get really mad about that. And that's kind of like, that's okay with me. Giants, I just, no. And I see a lot of people are really excited about them this year because they're such a weird, fun story of scrappy guys who no one expected to be in this position, but they are. And uh, I don't care. Fuck that, and fuck them, and fuck Gabe Cowther. So, I in a in a wild card between St. Louis and San Francisco, I would have to go with St. Louis. You're rooting for the the Cardinals in that situation. I respect it. Uh, in that situation is the very key. <laughs> yeah, like I would obviously be rooting for the Dodgers. Otherwise, I, I'm rooting that situation for the Cardinals because I like the saying the name Lars Nootbaar. He's very fun. It's a great name. Uh, he's. Not a partic- he's not hitting particularly well, but he's the that's the exact kind of guy who becomes a Cardinals playoff legend uh, in World <laughs> Series MVP. Yep, I'm bummed out of, for the Padres. Like I feel yeah. like there's I'm yeah, like, super bummed out like, for the Padres. God, they 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 don't deserve this. This is brutal for them. But I don't feel bad for the Reds though. They cut Sean Doolittle. 
Get him out of here. Yeah, yeah fuck him. Fuck him. Dead us. And, and the one can draw some conclusions about their skid starting around that time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And the um, Mariners, by contrast, have been uh, pretty pretty close to a playoff spot the whole yes. time. The Mariners are a win away from an above 500 season. Mm-hmm. They're not going to. Yeah, and when I look at the rest <laughs> of the NL like playoff contenders here, I, I've been on record this entire season that I'm all right with. I, I think it's cool that San Francisco has been good as much as Stephen hates them. Um, I think that's even even at the beginning of the season. I, I'm pretty sure that I was on record saying that, that that was a team that's better than people thought. I would like to see Milwaukee do well, if not win it. They have never yeah. won one. Mm-hmm. Um, not a Brewers fan, but I'm a Wisconsin girl. I would like uh, you know, a lot of uh, Brewers friends that I would like to see very happy obviously don't want atlanta to do it i don't really want to see the dodgers do it again (laughs) i wouldn't be too upset about it uh so they can have (laughs) their world series victory that doesn't have some sort of asterisk on it um and just get it out of the way and so then that leaves me with basically with st louis and what we've talked about before that when the cubs won in 2016 they might have opened a gateway to hell Mm -hmm. oh don't do this it's true it has to be said Get, the only thing that might get us out of it, that might seal that portal to hell, is St. Louis winning it again. That's right. If the Cardinals win it all, I, I'm prepared to say uh, uh, the Dems will sweep in 2022. Biden will be reelected, <laughs> and uh, politics will be over until at least 2028, <laughs> and we can all go back to not giving a shit about anything but ourselves. So, are we positing that the Cardinals and the Cubs are some sort of like alien versus predator? situation i was like i was gonna pull a reference from like uh uh, mythology or ancient greece but yeah (laughs) alien and predator works too oh i'm i'm lowbrow it's fine two two evils that Mm -hmm. one can be manipulated for good and and to ultimately save the day yeah Uh, yeah yeah i mean (laughs) depending depending on how things shake out i might not even be tuned in to like this the championship series no this playoff uh field on both sides, on both leagues, is grim. Yeah. Like, it is grim. It's... Like, uh, I think it's cool that Toronto's, that Toronto looks like they're going to make it. Uh, if mm. they don't, it's just, it's especially a nightmare scenario. Yeah, it's, we got, uh, for me, yeah. I have Toronto, Chicago, and Milwaukee. And I'm not super enthusiastic about the former two. I just, like, it's mainly just, I need Toronto to make a deep run for me to pay attention to any playoffs at all. Because, like, uh, I actually, we were talking about our expectations for the season, and I pulled up my predictions, like my standings predictions from before the season started, and I made them with the with the frame of mind that because I always pick wrong, I was like, all right, I'm going to pick the worst case scenario that I think is reasonable, <laughs> and what we have now is worse! <laughs> Because I didn't have the Giants as a playoff team. <laughs> no, no, no one was. Very few people were calling calling them a playoff team, and they were not. We were not among them. No, I yeah, like I was like I think this is better than people think, but I I did not expect them to be in first place pretty much the whole season, or you know even make the even make the playoffs. When I made my predictions mm-hmm. for the worst case scenario, I am now being punished for thinking <laughs> that I could do that with an even worse scenario. Now that that being said. The Phillies are theoretically in it, and I don't believe in them. But, do you, but Stephen, do you even want that to happen? No, I yeah. don't. That would no, no. <laughs> we I talked was, about this was, last year too. I was talking with my friends uh, in our in one of our discords, and I was like, "All right, obviously they're not going to make it, but if they do, 
what would your honest reaction to me? And I think mine would just be annoyance. Like, I'd be annoyed because then I'd have to pay attention and get emotionally invested, even though I know they're going to break my heart. But the thing is, I am invested in that happening, not so that the Phillies can go on a run, but because I really just want to deny the Braves the playoff spot and have Mm -hmm. that off the table. Like, okay, if the Phillies somehow come back and take the division, they're not going anywhere, but neither are the Braves. Mm Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, it's like a it's a spoiler mindset that all, all all the teams who are like out of the clear first place are are living with right now, and I respect it. You know, you'd watch the Phillies get eliminated by the Brewers, and that wouldn't feel too bad. No, yeah, it wouldn't. Fine. Yeah, I would be totally fine with that. I'd be like, God, I'd love a win or two, and then I'd probably not get that, and then walk <laughs> away from it, going, you know what? At least the Brewers are moving on, and not the Braves. I do really hope, obviously, because I don't want Atlanta to get in, but also. Um, I do hope it happens because I love Twitter when Philly sports teams are playing a playoff game of any sort. Yeah, any sport. That's true. It's 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 so fun watching the uh, the highs and lows of that. The just absolute freakouts that constantly happen. Well, you're you must be talking about Eagles or Flyers Twitter or yes. Sixers Twitter because the Phillies have not made the playoffs <laughs> in. Yes, yeah. that, no, that, you're right. That is exactly what I'm talking there about. There is a collective psychopathy yeah, just psychosis upon yes. all of us. Yes, the entire city like, goes crazy. I'm, I'm talking about it like a reasonable human being now, but like if the Phillies actually did make it, like you're I gonna, would, you're gonna go essentially feral. Be like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm part of the reason why I can talk about it like this so level-headed is because like I have absolutely zero belief in them at all. Uh, they just got shut out by the Orioles last night. Awesome. Uh, so that's how things are going there. But see, here's the thing. They're going to destroy the Orioles tonight. It's so pre- They're so predictable. It's like, oh, yeah, they're going to lose this one. They're going to win this one. Uh, they're going to probably win another one. And then when, just when we feel like they're going to turn the corner, they're going to have a really, really ugly loss. Like, they've been playing from the same script the entire season. Three games back of Atlanta. Like, I really, I'm praying that they do it, that they make it. Three games back of Atlanta with three to play with Atlanta. Killer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was, here's what I'm looking at the rest of the season schedules. <laughs> the uh, Phillies, the rest of the season is a series, two more games against the Orioles, four games against the Pirates, mm-hmm. then the three-game series with the Braves, and then three mm-hmm. games against the Marlins. Do you want to know what's going to happen? Well, let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. By contrast, the Braves' end-of-season schedule is uh, three more games against the Diamondbacks, uh, <laughs> three games against the Padres, then the series against Philadelphia, and then, then the Mets. What's the last season in October. Then the Mets. Then the three and seven Mets who are collapsing. Yeah. Um, of those two, I think Philadelphia definitely has the easier path. Um, San yes. Diego is still a much better team than uh, either of them. But uh, both pretty straightforward schedules. Those three games against each other are going to maybe make or break the whole deal. Here's what's going to happen. The Phillies are going to take over first in the division in Atlanta against the Braves, Mm -hmm. and then they're going to fail to win a game against the Marlins, and Atlanta's going to win. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. Love it. Very well. could see that happening. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh, Oh my. I'm excited. I'm excited. Playoffs are almost here. I'm, I'm, yeah, we're going to have to do some playoff preview pods. Nah, I, I don't know what you two are talking about. I'm thrilled. This is, These are all uh, <laughs> really goofy and weird teams to be, for the most part. White Sox are like four and six in the last ten. They're kind of struggling. The 
Rays are five and five. Uh, none, there's no sure things here, uh, except the Astros. The Astros are still really good. They're seven and three, eighty nine wins. Yeah. Uh, Toronto's the only side, them. the only team on the AL side that I want to do well. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't want the White Sox to do well. Yeah, you, yeah, Twins fan. Yeah. You know, I was, I, you know, being a being a Twins fan over the last couple of years on baseball Twitter for all those years that the White Sox were fucking garbage. I was so nice to the White Sox fans that I know. That's over. And I was I was so nice to them. I was like, yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is the Chicago team to support. You know, this is you know, it's it's us versus Cleveland. Come on, like there's some solidarity there. And then as soon as the Twins faltered, they were just rubbing shit in my face. <laughs> I do. I have. I uh, yeah. I my my friendship with White Sox fans over. I want nothing but the worst for your team. Uh, I'm glad Dallas Dallas Keuchel fucking sucks ass now. Yeah, eat shit. Yeah, I hate you, White Sox fans. I hope your team uh, loses to Houston. Wow, yeah, that's that's where I'm standing now. That's my hot take there. I obviously don't hope Houston Something does you- anything, but I I want you to fail. I actively want you to fail now. I I am still uh, the White Sox fans listening. To this should still know that I like them, yeah. and you should uh, keep being be nice, nice to, to Lauren. Be nice to Lauren, but yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm done. With, I'm done with them. <laughs> they're they're too good and hot. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that is my dilemma, is that they are still fun and hot. Uh, but no, I'm that's I I can't I can't do it. I have to go back to being divisional rivals again. No, 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 and that's I think that's beautiful. I like seeing good teams in the playoffs. I I I would enjoy a Dodgers White Sox World Series a lot. Those are sure. two really good teams that are stacked with talent. Sure. I I I get it. I get what you're saying, Lauren, about how you prioritize good teams in the playoffs. Yeah, don't. <laughs> it's, it's all laundry, and that's it. Like I, I'm not looking at the laundry though. I'm looking specifically at the players. <laughs> well, like every team, if a team is worth rooting for, then it's got players that are fun, uh-huh. and even if they're not good, like I don't know. But they have a ton of fun players. Luis Luis Roberts super fun. Yoan Makata's fun. Yeah. The pitching is all fun. Lance yeah, Lynn is totally. fun. Lan- I love Lance Lynn. I do love Lance Lynn. <laughs> you 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 would be happy to see Lance Lynn win a ring, I'm sure. Yeah. No, it's true. I would. I would. The delicate balancing act that we must undertake as baseball fans <laughs> in these situations. Okay, so in 2017, the Twins somehow made a late season push. They got a wild card spot. Uh, they, of course, had to play the Yankees <laughs> in that. Put up a... A bunch of runs in the first inning, in the top of the first, and then just proceeded to just get destroyed, uh, dashing, you know, any hopes of that. And so after that, I was like, well, I think the Dodgers and the Astros are the best teams from from their leagues, and that's who I'd like to see. I'd like to see a World Series of good, of these two good teams. And it overall was a, a good World Series. Like, like mm-hmm. six six games of them were very good. But then all of the other bullshit came from that. And so I will never again just be like, I just want to see the two best teams play. <laughs> it has gone back to my arbitrary rooting priorities and yep. my sense of what teams and fan bases should be rewarded or punished. I am just entirely back to that uh, mindset. Fair enough. I, I, I don't agree, but I respect it. <laughs> well, St. Louis, the devil magic's back, I think. I think it is partially devil magic to bring it back around to our original topic. I think no, I think no. what happened is that we, you know, we we didn't double tap it. We we shot the we we stabbed the monster in the heart and it fell down and we walked away. 
And then when we look, turned around, the body was gone. <laughs> like, St. Louis wouldn't be threatening if the National League weren't such dog shit. It's true. Ah, uh, uh, the research today, I, I'm, I'm tired of saying I'm pilled on stuff, but I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little Cardinals pilled now. I, I would be, I'd be thrilled to see. I've, I've watched too many very mediocre Diamondbacks and Rockies games uh, to be too upset if Goldie and uh, Arenado get rings, but they're they're a better team than I I thought. I was under underappreciating them. The pitching is still kind of questionable, but if they're hot and the going into the playoffs, a three-headed uh, hydra of Adam Wainwright, John Lester, and Jay Happ is insane and wrong and just feels kind of sickening. But it could happen. <laughs> and the hitting is good. The hitting is really Jay Happ. Speaking of three-headed hydras that Jay Happ was part of, <laughs> so Jay Happ, Matt Shoemaker, and Alex Colomay, uh, are the three-headed Hydra that basically destroyed the Twins' early season. Uh, I mean, they had a lot of other stuff go wrong for them, but like, it w- really was like those three guys that destroyed it. And uh, I, I think that would be the part that's really upsetting for me if St. Louis oh, does yeah. it. Is if Jay ends up getting a fucking ring out of this, I will actually be pretty fucking mad about that. <laughs> That's fair. If J Hap pitches like a seven inning gem in game, let's say game five, I'm gonna lose series. my mind. <laughs> like, I am gonna absolutely lose my mind. That's like if Matt Shoemaker ah. pulled me out of a burning building. <laughs> like, I'd be so mad. Well, uh, <laughs> like the the perfect outcome would be like one J Hap started in the in the World Series, four point one innings pitch, three earned runs, and then the bullpen and offense still gets them through it. Yeah, I'd be alright with that uh, as long as when he leaves the game, it's because of a comebacker. <laughs> <laughs> being pilled on things i am officially minor league pilled Uh, i went to my second game in the past month uh triple a lehigh valley iron pigs on friday it fucking rocked i got multiple hats out of this situation because minor league hats are always so fucking fun um and yeah it's nice to like watch a baseball game and not really have any ulterior motives about the result. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you want the team that you're rooting for or whatever to win, but it doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. like you just kind of root for the guys that you like to do well and the quality is lower. So you get higher scoring games and it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it was great. It was fucking cheap as hell. Parking was $5 and the seats were like, 12 for like the fifth row uh yeah i i've been in love with that and i want to do more like obviously if i'm having this dawn where like oh i should go to more minor league games uh at the end of the season which is really funny but i was like looking around like okay let's plan next year and two of the teams that i intend on seeing next year uh were in the news yet uh a few days ago uh, the Brooklyn Cyclones and the Jersey Shore Blue Claws, Phillies and Mets minor league affiliates, all wore uh, wristbands to promote minor league fair wages. And that fucking kicks ass. That's kind of wild that double-digit 
players they didn't name anybody which why i found was interesting um like had this public display of solidarity with this like these efforts to yeah with each other the lives of minor league yeah it's and it, yeah. it was across both teams right which was really cool this wouldn't have happened a couple of years ago you know not that long no. ago yeah absolutely not so it's it's really fun to see how far we've come and i'm hoping i'm very hopeful for the next big labor fight <laughs> which is very soon mm-hmm. to uh include this uh i and hope even, it does, yeah uh, i saw it's an athletic piece by Brittany giroli and i saw her tweeting on on uh, she tweeted a follow-up uh that apparently Andrew McCutcheon wore yeah, one I saw of the that. Wolverine spans uh, on the like nationally televised game on He's Sunday that I missed because <laughs> he is the coolest guy in baseball yeah. still. Yeah, he. I just feel so lucky mm-hmm. to have him in my team's yes. uniform. I love mm-hmm. him so much. Uh, but yeah, Andrew McCutcheon rocks, and so do all these minor league players uh, for doing this. Would love to see more of that across the across in the in the majors as well as in the minors. I'm. I really hope so. You know, there's there's a story every week about how shitty minor leaguers are being treated, mm-hmm. um, and we've just been hearing it constantly. I really hope that during the next CBA, something about that happens because it is with the players' association. Mm-hmm. You know, is the one that would yeah. kind of have to do that. Yeah, they have historically not been great about that, and they right. they operate under a, a logic that is hard to understand for people outside of the union. But they and I don't agree with it. I, I don't think it's it's right. Um, but uh, it, it's understandable uh, that a union really only acts to protect its own union members. Um, mm-hmm. That's the kind of thought you'll see when a union kind of comes down on the, the wrong side, air quotes, wrong side of, of a, an issue, like including with the vaccines we've seen uh, all over the country. Um, uh, it's hard to understand. It's disappointing. Um, there is kind of an internal logic to it, but uh, if anything is going to actually change, it's going to have to come from them and from yeah. the minor leaguers themselves. And I, I think we've seen, and I think we've seen some, some hopeful things in the past year or so with mm-hmm. like attitudes of major leaguers changing. Yeah, there's less of the like, hey, I did it. Now it's your turn to do it sort of attitude. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's like, I think, I think that's a right, like the, in terms of like union sentiment, it's like a rising tide raises all boats kind of thing. When, mm-hmm. when they're focused on their own issues, they're also more willing and able to be focused on the issues for other people who should be included. That's, that's optimistic, but um, you got to be optimistic about these things, I think. Okay, cool mailbag let's, let's do, do it, it. At, from twitter at brutal suspects any thoughts on minor league playoffs no Dude, no <laughs> don't don't care about that at all like we've we've talked about this before don't really care about uh standings in minor leagues if it's like oh hey we wish yeah, yeah. like oh hey you're you know the the team the one of the teams in your you know favorite team's farm system uh won a won a playoff won a championship don't really care don't really care at all i wish we had reason to care in an ideal world where like we uncouple the pla- the minor leagues from like the farm systems and they were all all their own leagues and they can do their own thing like mm-hmm. that would kick ass but yeah you, then that's just not how any of baseball infrastructure works so and i think yeah, there's just... less september call-ups now than there has been in the past because they don't do like the you know unlimited roster like they used to when you used to just have uh, as many people on your <laughs> roster in September as you want. So there's, but so there's not as much of you know September call-ups for like AAA players like there used to be. But you know because of that, they really don't mean 
thing, you know? It's like, especially yeah. talking about, like, triple-A playoffs or something. Like, oh, yeah, you know, all these teams have been depleted of their, you know, closest to the majors, probably best guys. So, who cares? And I, I, I would love if I were uh, a resident of, of Bowie, Maryland, and the Bay Sox uh, were uh, in the playoffs. I'd love for that to matter and for me to have, like, a home team to cheer yeah. for at a, a affordable price that I can attend regularly. But, uh not currently how baseball is structured to work, unfortunately. Yeah. Unless you live in one of those cities and you go to all of those. But even then, your team is yeah. uh, just like a an organ of a greater thing. So it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Our friend Lewis at Pigeon Eyes says, In light of the Brewers' rise to power, are you ready to pledge allegiance to Craig Hot Boy Dilf Council and join me as a <laughs> disciple of the most fuckable manager in baseball? Uh, and then... A little while later, I think after realizing exactly what I would say, said, um, after Rocco Baldelli, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, smart adding that addendum in there, Lewis. Yeah, uh, Rocco Baldelli is, in fact, the most fuckable manager. Agreed. I don't think I disagree with Craig Council being the second. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I, I think that's he's, accurate. He's got that, like... Uh, he keeps in yeah. shape. He, he, he looks like, um, like a... Like a if a porn were about a boring accountant or something, <laughs> like they would cast him. Yeah, sure. Like if that uh, were someone's kink. Yeah. Uh, Craig, Craig Council was a c- critical member uh, and component of the 2001 World Series champions, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. So I I have been, I'm so sick of saying this, council pilled for quite some time. <laughs> for, for most of my life. Um, okay. This next question is framed as being about like kind of just teams in a rebuild in general, but they really, this person's just asking about being an Orioles fan uh, at cancels mm. <laughs> cancel pennies says for teams in a rebuild Orioles fan here. Is it reasonable to believe that current players can be uh, core of a winning team? IE Mullins, Mountcastle, Mancini means, uh, or are they just average players on a terrible team making them look better than they are? I think some of those guys are genuinely really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I totally buy the Cedric Mullins hype. I think his change is sustainable, and he's only 27. Yeah. Um, the core for the Baltimore could be a couple years around. Within, within the next couple years, it's possible, depending on how some stuff breaks. Uh, Trey Mancini, I don't know. He's almost 30, going to the free agency. Brian Mountcastle, I don't know if I buy, but I haven't really looked at the stats most recently enough to say. Um, but yeah, it's totally worth. I I, I don't think um, they're gonna like just scrap these guys. They're youngish. If the Orioles are gonna compete in the next couple of years, they have to be part of the core. Yeah. Um, like definitionally, it's these guys uh, and whoever's coming up in the next year or two. For any of the last of these incredibly bad Oriole seasons of hundred plus losses to mean anything, uh, it kind of has to be soon. So. You better hope so, <laughs> or it's going to be a really miserable rest of the decade. I don't even know where they go with this. I don't even know like what the Baltimore is if this isn't the core. I don't know what they're doing there, other than trying to sell the team. Right, yeah. At Schwitz and Destroy says, could you talk about the positive as- aspects? <laughs> I can't even get through this question without laughing. Can you talk about the positive <laughs> aspects of being Mets fan on even just one episode? Just throwing it out there. And I say to that, when they give us something <laughs> to be positive about, we'll be positive about it. <laughs> you have a lot. Like, the Mets, they're one of the biggest market yeah. teams in the sport. Yeah, no one pays more attention to a team than the attention you guys get paid to your it's team. True. Yeah. Um, you've great colors. You've got a good logo. 
You've got a good history. Yeah, Mr. Met. You are a... an expansion team with <laughs> as many World Series championships as the Phillies. You've just got another fucking ESPN 30 for 30 about you. Just be proud and happy about the fact that you are a fan base that commands the attention of the entire sport regularly. Yes. They're all laughing at you, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I You own that, right? Yeah. Like, ah, I'm a Mets fan. It's what we do. Like, they've always had that chip on their shoulder. They love it. Yeah, that's uh, part of the identity. Yeah. Phillies fans, it's, it's, it's have an adjacent kind of thing going on. Yeah, Phillies mm-hmm. uh, fans it's, and it's, Mets fans are this are the same. That's uh, why it, we hate each other. It's different flavors of the a uh, similar uh, pathogen. Yeah, yeah. What I I I I I the the Once Upon a Time documentary uh, is by all accounts very good. I'm looking forward to watching it uh, when I find time to pirate it. And um, I think it's cool that you can take pride in some really interesting, fascinating World Series wins. That's a totally respectable thing for a fan to have. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, last two questions are from the Discord. Uh, at no, I don't know how to spell. I don't know how to pronounce this person's name. Nosra fake with Otani possibly getting shut down and Vlad within striking distance of the triple crown. Is there any chance of an MVP us upset or is the deal sealed at this point? I, I these these questions are so funny. Or the way when people talk about it like this, like you know, Vlad might might do it if he wins the triple crown. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, but like. If it's going to be about the most valuable player, and I know a lot of the yeah. uh, reasons for that, for like why the award has been given out in the past are arbitrary, but there's just no possible way that <laughs> that like the word valuable can be ignored so much uh, in this scenario. Having yeah. like an like an ace pitcher and one of the best power hitters in the game take up one roster spot is just infinitely more valuable than having like the best hitter in ba- like one of the best hitters in baseball we really can't even calculate it yeah it's um, we, it's we, not we, even there's close. no framework as far as i know yeah, yeah. not even close uh yeah the, the the quick and dirty answer would be well how many innings has Vlad thrown this season yeah exactly yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> how's his splitter like <laughs> yeah and i think i'll get i think he will get votes i think he'll get more yeah. votes than we would have assumed a few months ago but that's like a, i think mm-hmm. because baseball writers are very contrarian yes. and love being contrarian Vlad is 22. Uh, he is going to have so many MVP seasons in him. Uh, he's he's the most talented hitter on the planet right mm-hmm. now, uh, almost certainly. Uh, this is not the year where that's going to happen. Yeah. There's it would yeah. it, the season the, even if he get, if, even if Otani gets shut down now, it would mean missing what like one or two starts, um, a couple plate appearances. He's already accrued 123 innings pitched and uh, got a ton of plate appearances, 585 plate appearances. That's a full season. Yeah, that's an that's that's enough to judge a season, uh, and he's put up tr- in, incredible numbers, uh, numbers that you would be wildly optimistic to say were sustainable for a full season um, for anybody, uh, even at the peak of his hype when he's coming over here. Uh, he's he's lived up to every expectation and exceeded it uh, massively. Like I very vividly vividly remember when he came over, you know, anonymous articles from supposed scouts saying oh he's got like a rookie swing that wouldn't play in double a oh his, his pitching is all over the place he doesn't have the discipline to uh uh he just has the fireball uh, he doesn't have the the secondary stuff to 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 make it in the majors i remember the several years of him kind of struggling through injury and tommy john and coming back and recovering from tommy john while also being a full-time dh <laughs> the the idea that uh anybody else 
could do something like this, uh, or the idea that anybody else would be rewarded for something as incredible as what he's done is, um, it just doesn't hold up. He's also got a fucking, he's stolen 23 bases. <laughs> he does everything. What doesn't he do? He's one of the fastest players in baseball. He, he plays a competent right field. Like, what definition of value do you have where RBIs outrank that? Like, Yeah, unless you go by the <laughs> definition of valuable, which everyone bitches about. Because, like, everybody bitches about, like, well, is your team contending when they talk about the valuable part of most valuable player? But, like, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter. Everybody thinks that's stupid. How fucking bad would the Angels be without him? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, let's, let's like, actually find that out. Let's find that out. Yeah. He's, he's he threw eight innings. He threw eight innings with ten strikeouts in his most recent start yeah. and made the A's look fucking stupid. And the Angels lost that game <laughs> because that's what the Angels do. He's accrued roughly six and a half wins this season. Uh, take those away from the Angels, who are currently at 72 wins. Uh, man, that uh, puts them uh, below the Royals. I know, right around, you can say it. Oh, I know. Right around, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, like... Uh, yeah, it's there's no contest. I'm sorry. I love Vlad, but no. And Vlad will have many years of being yeah. dominant. Yeah. It puts him right around the Marlins. Sorry, dude. That's a little, <laughs> little nicer. All right. All right. Uh, last question. Uh, we got to wrap this up. So last question, Darius from Discord uh, says, can y'all give baseball book recommendations? No, but we may soon. Uh, I won't say more about that. Um, uh, I actually did give one in the Discord, but I will say it on air. Yeah. Uh, I read The Great Baseball Revolt about the 19 Players League, uh, where labor conditions back then had gotten so bad that the players decided to make their own league to compete with uh, the National League at the time. Nice. Uh, and it only lasted for one year because... And they probably had, like, Pinkertons, like, kidnapping their families. And <laughs> uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Not not quite so bloody, but uh, yeah, there was definitely a lot of fuckery going on. You're, you'll be shocked to learn. But uh, it was a really cool book, really interesting. Um, I actually read it on the recommendation of Sean Doolittle, so shout out. Great book. There you go. Well, I was going to recommend Ball Four. It's a classic baseball book about, and it, it changed baseball in a lot of ways in how it's reported on and how it's culture. It's Jim Bowden died fairly recently, and... That made me reread it. I had not read it since I was a little kid, and it's uh, it holds up. It's funny. Uh, it tells a uh, he was a sinker baller, uh, or sorry, he was a knuckleballer at the time. Uh, it's a very strange story of, of what he was doing in baseball, um, and it's very um, deftly written. I'd also recommend you look up the Fangraphs episode about Roger Engel and his books, uh, because there's there are a few writers you will find who are um, more universally beloved by baseball writers than Roger Engel. That'd be my other book recommendation is check out that podcast. They do a great job talking about his writing, both in book form and uh, uh, as, as an essayist. And it's, it's really good. Nice. I haven't really read many baseball books. Um, I don't really have any good recommendations here. So I started painting a new Warhammer army. So I'm listening to audio books again. <laughs> and I started uh, the Master and Commander books. Oh, my God. Which I, I've read a bunch. Ooh, I've read a bunch of them yeah. when I was younger. But I'm just starting it all over again now. And I'm listening oh to those God, while I paint. Oh, so good. They're so good. There's, yeah. I, I am I am a huge Master Commander yeah. fan. I have been for since the movies yes. came out. When I read the books after, yes, same. Uh, same. They, they are so funny. They are so eruditely written. Yep. Uh, they're as good a pulp um, action novel as has ever been written. They are so. No, they're good. they're fucking. They're so good. They're so great. Yeah. 
and they're hilarious. No one ever talks about how funny they are. Uh, like the the first part of the first book <laughs> is like the other characters meeting, just getting mad at each other at like a symphony, and that sounds like just the gayest yeah. thing possible, and it kind of <laughs> is, but it's very funny. Like the the scene that happens, like I don't, I, yeah, it's great. It's so good. Like right from the beginning, fucking awesome. I forgot yeah. how much I like these books. Highly recommend picking up the first book in the yeah. series. Well, there's, there's 17 books. It's the first three that are really good. There's, there's 21 books, but the first three are really yeah. good. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, good episode. That was fun. Uh, and we'll see you all next week for episode 50. Ah. We are just we are just coming for all these yeah. milestones, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not coming for them, no. I'm, I'm okay. ap- appreciating okay. them. From all right. Uh, Bye, uh, everyone. <laughs> respectful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.